We are back. Comics Corner. It's been a grip. It's been a grip, but we've had a, a lot of things come out, a lot of news, a lot of shows, and honestly, the biggest thing, new Spider-Man. New Spider-Man, uh, Hawkeye finale. Did you? Are you all caught up on everything? Yeah, all caught up. All right. And that's this, probably a good thing we waited, because now we've both seen all this I was going to say, this is going to be a real heavy spoiler episode. Yes, heavy spoilers. Uh I don't think people are rushing out to the this theaters is, right this now. This is but. Mitsubishi Spider spoiler sized <laughs> episode, dude. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, so buckle up. Hopefully, what, uh, people have seen the movie. I was going to say, if you haven't, I would just turn it off now because yeah. we're not holding back. Is uh, what'd you think? Let's start off with Hawkeye, though. Yeah. Okay. So the Hawkeye finale I just watched last night. Uh, did you watch it? I, I'm all caught yeah, up. It, yeah. I mean, that last scene at Rockefeller Center was awesome. Like with all the different trick arrows and everything. It was. I sweet. thought it was a great. Great show, yeah. perfect loose Christmas time show. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think they've always wanted to do a Hawkeye movie, and I think this was the best way for them to accommodate that. Yeah, and you know, he they just really hu- do a good job of like humanizing Jeremy Renner's character. For yeah, sure. I mean, Jeremy Renner is kind of a very one tonal actor. Yeah, I feel like, but thankfully that tone is just Hawkeye. Yeah, and it's 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 you know he, he can put out those emotions though. I think he yeah, does a good he, job. He has a good kind of lighthearted but still it's he has great dad energy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like we just got to get this shit done, all right? I can't be there. I just got to finish this job. And I thought Haley Seinfeld was amazing too. Yeah, she was good. Just uh, kind of cocky but just like, you know, willing to listen. Yeah, I well I'd never seen her in anything else. I never Unfortunately, I didn't see the Bumblebee movie. What was the big thing she was in? She was... I know she was in Bumblebee. She was in... What was it? Oh, Pitch Perfect, too. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was also Spider-Gwen in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that was her? That was oh, her as awesome. well. Okay, so she's already in the family. She's kind of in the family. Um, but I thought she did a great job as being kind of a young, naive, like, just eager kid who wants yeah. to be a hero and then understands or learns to understand what comes with being a hero Mm -hmm. where at the beginning she's like cool we can just do superhero shit and it's trick arrows or whatever and then as the season progresses she sees the hardships and the trials that you have to go through and the tough decision making of being a hero that Jeremy Renner kind of explains, but lets her learn through the actual actions of the show. Yeah. And then you get that, little splash of uh of kingpin in there how'd you feel about so that is the same guy from the daredevil show that right? is absolutely the same guy in in the show he also plays him the same way yeah so it's kind of neurotic it's a little you can tell that he's kind of antsy almost the whole time right he has like a weird it seems like a tick almost which i feel like vin because it's vincent d'onofrio we noticed he was like twitching it's yeah one he point. has yeah. like a weird twitch that he's he had in the daredevil show because i think they want that daredevil show to be canon uh, we'll talk about another netflix character yeah. coming back in a little bit of course but yeah i thought he did a great job he did a great job in that daredevil show and i think it's smart of them to keep utilizing those characters that worked well because they do have a chance to pick and choose between oh, should we bring this person back or do we just let them fall to the wayside yeah and then um just the fact like that last scene again spoilers when him and Maya go head to head there's a gunshot but they don't show yeah what happened so that leaves the door wide open exactly and I think I don't think they're gonna have him be I don't think he's dead because there was an unreleased after credit scene that took the place which I would say this was the worst after credit scene ever <laughs> of just a Broadway the, show the musical, musical yeah <laughs> what the after credit scene they did shoot was gonna be was Jeremy Renner mails Kingpin the Ronin sword. Right. And basically has a note saying, leave me and my family alone as well as Kate Bishop. So it's kind of a threat on or a threat to him saying that, you know, leave us alone and don't fuck with any of us. Thank you. Um but the reason they didn't add it, a lot of people were saying, is because it kind of takes away the impact of Maya shooting and killing Kingpin, yeah, or allegedly, allegedly yeah. killing Kingpin. And Echo is going to be coming back 
and getting her own Disney Plus series. Oh, is that Maya? Yeah, Maya okay. is a character Echo that in the comic books is it kind of sticks pretty close to the story where Kingpin kills her father and he ends up blaming it on Daredevil, not Ronan. Oh, gotcha. And I was telling him when did that? St- that's from this comics. Yeah, that was an early two thousands storyline of Daredevil, kind of Marvel Knights era. Yeah, Marvel Knights. Yeah. Um, so Joe Casada type stuff. Sweet. But yeah, they're definitely bringing her back, and she'll. I think that's where we're going to see Kingpin return. Um, in this, in Hawkeye, he's way more powerful than he ever was in. Yeah. The Daredevil show, just because those Netflix shows were so gritty reboot style of everything's really grounded and everything's more plausible. This time he's getting blown up and, you know, he's really getting some damage to him. Yeah. And he kind of gets up. And that's like kind of what the Kingpin were used to seeing. He's just like a truck, you know? Yeah. And I appreciate that more. I think Vincent D'Onofrio does a great job as Kingpin. Yeah. Because I like that. I think you either love it or hate it. I like that he's super weird and quirky and is kind of socially inept yeah. in a way that he's, you know, the way he talks and everything, it makes you feel a little creeped out and it shows the ominous presence that he has. Yeah, it's the, per- you know, the, the bad guy CEO trope, you know, like your Lex Luthor type. Um, How did you feel about Jack Duquesne? The sword, sword. I loved his character, sword master. Yeah, and I love that actor. I don't know his name, but he's on uh, Better Call Saul. Okay, he's in like the um, whatever the the cartel crime family is in that show. Can't remember the last. These, name. I think, all of these Disney Plus shows have gone way above and beyond any other versions of yeah. Marvel shows. Even just getting actors that play minor roles that you're like. Damn, that was a really good actor. It's also a cool like little nod. It's like, oh, this is a show about a guy that uses a bow and arrow. Hey, let's keep it medieval. Let's throw a sword in there, you know? Well, yeah, and in <laughs> and the LARPers and everything. In, yeah, yeah. In comics, uh Swordmaster was the person who originally trained Hawkeye as when they were in a carnival. Yeah. So he was one of the people who oh. him and I forget who the other person was, but they kind of guide him when he's first learning to do trick shots and shit like that and all the weird stuff he learned so i was wondering if they were going to make him a villain and if they were going to parlay into that yeah it was definitely a twist you think he's the bad guy the whole time and he's not i love i appreciated that that was good that was really good in the comic swordmaster is like a very cartoonish, campy type of thing. And it's he, a guy in a another guy in a purple suit that yeah. looks even dumber than Hawkeye's. Even the way you know he talks like that suave, rich guy, but it is kind of corny, kind of campy. Yeah. yeah, it just it works on the level of him just being genuinely a really re- weird, rich guy that carries a sword around. Yeah, <laughs> that you're like. What are you doing? Right. You can't do this. And he's like, it's cool, though. I would have hoped to see like a cool sword fight between him and the Ronin Hawkeye. I was wondering if that's what we were going to get. But I think the way they took him of being more genuine and less villainous is was the right move. Right. Because it's not someone to give him way more story than he deserves. You had so much going on. Like we didn't get as much Echo slash Maya as I thought we were going to get. Even Kingpin wasn't in there as heavily as I right, thought. Yeah. Even her like her mom, which people thought was gonna be Madame Mask, who plays a heavy role in the Kate Bishop run of Hawkeye and is a little bit in like the Matt Fraction stuff. Um, she didn't really have a huge backstory. Right. You know, like Maya's whole thing was just very her and Clint the whole time. How'd you feel about the comic accurate costumes, though? Yeah, those those were well done because they weren't too over the top, and of course they didn't give him his silly like mask, yeah, you know, with the big H on his head. Well, it was that, and I liked that it was just confined to the very end. Yeah, it was just that last part of the show, that fight in Rockefeller Center, where you're like, "All right, perfect, I got just enough of this. That's all I need, yeah. and I'm never gonna have to see this again." <laughs> But yeah, uh, definitely a great show. They did, you know, Marvel did it again, man. It was do you a great think? TV show. Do you think this is going to be the last we see of Hawkeye? Um. Well, you know, there's definitely the nod at the end where he's kind of wanting to pass the mantle down to Kate Bishop. Yeah. And her, so that's probably what we're going to see. He'll still be around, but maybe he is just straight up retiring this time for good. I can It kind of feels that way, especially with Natasha not being there. 
Um, speaking of, how'd you like the Yelena Belova? Yeah, it was nice to throw her in there. I still haven't seen the Black Widow movie. I'm going to get around to, but it's nice that they now kept on that Disney character. Plus. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus, so I'm definitely going to watch it. But just keeping that character, you know, uh, that the whole Black Widow lore, you know, alive yeah. in the in the MCU is cool. You know, keep keep it coming. Yeah, I like after watching uh, Black Widow and then seeing her return in this. I do like her character. I think she does a good job. Even her that conversation with Kate Bishop where she's eating the mac and cheese. Yeah. She has a w- very odd likability. Right. Because she seems so irrational at times, but then when you parl- or relay that back into her losing Natasha and her going through that, it gives it more credibility why she's being so irrational. It's not just someone being crazy just to be crazy or them just playing up like Oh, she's just an assassin. Yeah. And I like that they keep bringing back the whole blip thing, reminding people like, hey, there was that five-year gap. Some people weren't around. 1,000%. Because it's something they very easily could have mentioned once or twice, and then it just not be a thing anymore. But that's something everyone would talk about forever. Yeah. It's got to be kept. It's got to be brought up. It's a huge thing that people were gone for five years and then just came back one day. And having all the repercussions from the blip leads to a lot of good conflicts that they can bring up. Yeah. And it leads Like pe- in the uh, Winter Soldier or the, yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier show yeah. with the group of terrorists. Like, oh, we liked it during the blip because, you know, people resources. had more resources. Yeah. <laughs> people were able to be more unified. People came together more. And then when everyone comes back, everyone's like, yeah. fuck, we're it's going like back the to normal. Hashtag Thanos did nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was, I think that might be my favorite of the Disney Plus shows. Loki's still mine, but it's close second. I think... They did a really good job. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I loved WandaVision. I thought WandaVision was really good. WandaVision just had a slow, slow build to me. Yeah, and it doesn't have a rewatchability. It's a really hard rewatchability because watching even those, that first couple episodes of the black and white yeah you're gonna skip those yeah you skip certain parts and you lose a lot of the mystery wandavision was a really good mystery show that once you know what's happening you're kind of you know oh okay i know what's going on yeah let's jump into some spider-man let's talk spidey man this was a very hyped up movie um, well it, worth it. And it was worth it. It was good. It's, it was cool. You know, again, spoilers. We get to see all three Spider-Man on screen together. That scene where they finally start working as a team and they're like coming around the Statue oh, of Liberty. That was that was the money shot. How did you feel <laughs> from one, I think, the whole movie, the real theme of it? College isn't that important, guys. <laughs> if these kids just didn't want to go to college right. that bad, we would have never had any of these problems. Why don't you go to community college? Yeah. Get in that way. You know, give it some time. You guys are, you know, kind of involved in some shit that, like, even if it's not criminal, a lot of things were destroyed. Right. A lot of shit got broken, and you guys were there for it. Or, you know, like, Peter Parker could have just embraced his newfound celebrity. Like, I mean, obviously, there were people that hated him or thought that we're taking Mysterio's side, but it's like, just embrace it. Like, yeah, you're the most well-known person on Earth now, maybe... do well, something with and it. And here's the other thing. Uh, Tony Stark, your mentor, went to MIT. In a movie, gave every kid at MIT who had any kind of idea a scholarship. Yeah. It's like, why don't you call Pepper Potts, get her on the phone, and be like, guess what? Those scholarships are going to dry up real quick unless we let three kids that are also geniuses. Yeah. Well, I think they try to like allude to that because... like. Stark Industries was in hot water because their drones were involved with yeah. the thing in London with Mysterio. So I think they were trying to not use that easy out. Well, and you do also it's get part of it. you do also get the scene of Doctor Strange being like, "Oh, did you call and talk to anyone?" <laughs> and he was like, "I didn't. I didn't think you could do that." Which is a very classic stupid kid. You forget that he's a kid, you know. And it does show that Peter Parker is just very much a kid that you'd be like. I didn't think you could do that. And it's like, yeah, just call the school, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. Be like, hey, dude, how about I donate you a Spider-Man suit that has tech you've never seen before? I 
that was one part of it that I was like, man, we could have worked around this a little bit. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of ups and downs. Like, it wasn't just like bang, bang action the whole time, which, you know, there's always those emotional moments in all those Marvel movies, but it definitely was kind of roller coaster ish. How did as you far f- as the peaks, the highs and lows? How did you feel about Return of Villains? Oh, that was cool. But I'm I'm telling you, man, Willem Dafoe, he stole the show. I oh. mean, it's he was always the best bad guy in those those series. So he it was a great way to bring But everyone did great. Jamie Foxx was great. Jamie Fox the revamp of Jamie Foxx's character, amazing. His character, everyone's costumes, the new Green Goblin costume, the throwback with the purple hood. That like was that was good. brilliant. Like make it oh, let's just make it a hoodie. How and a tattered green jacket. I did hear I was trying to remember what the lizard looked like in Amazing Spider-Man one. Yeah, he looked just like that. They, they said they people were saying they had it was a little bit of a revamp, so it was a little bit more. They made him a little smaller, maybe. But I was trying to think, and they should just give him the lab coat. And you know? he also played such coat. a small role that I was like, who cares? Well, because you know that was probably the least successful out of the Spider-Man franchises. hundred percent. But like we were saying earlier, I mean, Andrew Garfield, he is a great Spider-Man. He that, has that perfect quippy, you know. Uh, likeable likability to him. Yeah, his whole role, he was amazing. Toby brings Toby energy to it, where <laughs> it's still, it's he like just doesn't have an upper lip. No, he it is just completely <laughs> gone. He must have lost it in a poker game. That he is just such. He does a a perfect job of being him and his character in the movie. Yeah, but it is just like so noticeable that. He's just such a like awkward kind of guy to I, me. I just read that he's fifty. Is he really that old? Yeah, he is. What he's, he's coming age. up on fifty, maybe. Yeah, he's the same age as Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh wow! Because they were boys back. They were in uh, is it a the, little gang back in the day. Oh yeah, what was that movie? They were in a movie together. Uh, I don't know if they were in a movie together, but, but yeah, I, that young Hollywood. They were in that crowd. a young Hollywood crowd back when they were growing up. At first, I was thinking the Good Son with Elijah Wood and uh, Macaulay Culkin. I don't know why. <laughs> It's kind of like that, yeah. but just a little bit older. <laughs> um, how'd you feel about the Ned Leeds magician vibes? Yes. I mean, everyone loves Ned. Come on. Who doesn't like his character? He's oh, so yeah. likable. And yeah, like it's almost like, oh, I wonder if he's got some family from, you know, uh, Katmandu, Nepal area. Yeah, possibly. from that. I mean, because he, you think about that Himalayan it, region. It took Doctor Strange forever to open up one of those portals. True. and Doctor Strange one and Ned just accidentally opens one almost immediately. Right. And they're <laughs> That's all, a good point. They're just like, Oh yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you you want to like maybe Wong takes him under his wing or something, you know? See, but now with uh with the ending of everyone forgetting, you kind of wonder how much net are we gonna get again? How much MJ oh, are we you gonna know get? What? You're right. That's I thought about them. Like, oh wait, he doesn't even know who but he does who Doctor Strange is, but he doesn't know that he has magical powers. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's that's what I'm wondering too. Does he do they forget all of that, or is it just them interacting with Spider Man and not realizing that it's Peter Parker? Right. Um, but yeah, no, the movie was great. Yeah, like I say Jamie Foxx, man, he was great. Everyone was I thought the revamp for Jamie Foxx was Absolutely and it was much amazing. needed. And I love when he talks about when he's like when he sees Andrew Garfield with the mask off, he's like, he's like, You're from Queens, you help poor people. I just thought I thought you were a brother, I man. I just thought you'd be black. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, Miles Morales, that leaves That's, the door open. I think we're definitely because Sony already said which smartest thing they could ever do is another trilogy is going to be on its way. And that probably leads to that mid credit scene with the Venom drop at the very end. Exactly. That, I wasn't... I thought the mid credit scene was kind of a miss, just because I don't really understand why Eddie Brock was teleported, if he's never seen Spider-Man before. The thing that people were alluding to is, well, the symbiotes have thousands of years of knowledge, blah, 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 so the symbiote probably knew who Spider-Man was or something like that. But that was kind of, I felt like them just trying to figure out how we get the symbiote into our universe. Well, that and like, so this is where it gets interesting too. So like, yeah, Tom Hardy goes back to his universe once they fix everything. Correct. In the... Th- which I'm very thankful yeah, for, to be honest. For sure. And so with, with the Mor- Morbius trailer, they mention like Venom in San Francisco. So is that a completely different universe? Yeah, the Morbius universe. Okay, they're gonna and have there's another character they mentioned too in Vulture. the trailer. Vulture. So, but, he, but he's in. I think that in, MCU. I think in a multiverse kind of way, 
we are going to have um, Morbius and Venom and a version of Michael Keaton's Vulture in the Sony is universe. Is Morbius a Sony movie? Yeah, Morbius oh, okay. is a Sony movie. Okay. So that is nothing. Morbius was made probably two years ago at this point. Like gotcha. It's been done and ready to go for a while. That and makes they, sense. They did a lot of reshoots with it to add like him saying, I am Venom. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm Dr. Morbius. That was that was fun, yeah. And it's, it was it's cute. I think they're just trying to tie all their stuff together. But at the end of the day, I'm super happy that Disney and Sony have worked it out. This is going to be one of the biggest movies. Definitely the biggest movie of the year. I think it's number three of all time. Of all time. Movies. Yeah. And it's that's behind Endgame. Yeah. So, and the first Avengers. Yeah. So they've... They're stacking up these top movies. Even if Sony's only taking a piece of it, you're still using Spider-Man to your best ability in the Disney MCU. Right. To get rid of them and try and bring them back to the Sony-verse would just be utterly insane at this point because they've proven they don't do a great job dealing with Spider-Man. Yeah, and on that note, the my one gripe, and of course you probably see it coming, need a little more Doctor Strange. You know, he Yeah, I that I, fight scene in the mirror dimension though was awesome with him and Spidey. That was cool. A hundred I didn't love cool. that he used geometry to like <laughs> beat him, just because in my mind magic would beat geometry. But I do understand I do understand the plot point of needing Peter to trap Doctor Strange. Outsmart him. To outsmart him and to also to have Doctor Strange around the whole movie would just be there's too many ways for Doctor Strange to go, hey, do this. What are you doing? Yeah. Or why don't we just keep an eye on these people more? Let's not trust someone that's openly insane. It's like just because you broke his mask doesn't mean that fixes your mental state. <laughs> if it were that easy, a lot of people would be breaking Yeah, shit. Doctor Strange, I'm not that kind of doctor. I can't heal this man mentally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought Doctor Strange being in it was a perfect, a good amount, and then the repercussions that we're going to see from it work really well. In the next movie. And yeah, we got our full two-minute trailer for oh, Doctor Strange 2. Was so excited for... It was great. Return of Baron Mordo. Mordo with the cornrows. Yeah. I love that he decided... He's dreads. He's got dreads, I think. Or I like couldn't braids. tell if it was really long. It looked like really long, like, braided cornrows to okay. me. Which, kind of goofy, but... I'm okay with it. Yeah, well, the Baron Mordo, like from the comic book, has like long hair, so that, exactly. that checks out. Um, how did you feel about like the Wanda coming into play? Yeah, and I knew that was going to happen. Like I, I saw something somewhere she was going to be a main character in this new Doctor Strange movie. So yeah, I think a lot of people initially thought she was going to be the villain of Doctor Strange yeah. too. A lot of people, from my understanding viewed it as she finds out about the multiverse, realizes that uh, Billy and Tommy, her kids, were alive somewhere in the multiverse. Oh, yeah. And she was going on a quest. They're real somewhere. Yeah, yeah. they're real somewhere, and she wanted to get her kids back. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that. It seems like the only kind of antagonist we saw in the movie was going to be, what is it? Doctor Strange Supreme or the the dark version, the dark version yeah. from the What If. Yep. How do you feel about What If getting tied into? I think that was just like a timing thing. Okay. Like I I don't know which was supposed to come first, but either way, it's like kind of introducing you to like this concept. Like, oh yeah, there's a di- different Doctor Strange somewhere. They even show the one girl that he likes. I always forget her name. Rachel McAdams' character. Oh, yeah. Like, in the church, like, getting married. It's like, oh, that's one scenario where he maybe never even became Doctor Strange. That's one universe. I'm kind of surprised that they're bringing... Because it looks like Rachel McAdams' character is going to be more of a main actor in this one, where she was very to the side in the first movie. Because you see a scene of him with um, America America Chavez, I think her name is. Or Chavez, uh, who becomes kind of a new Captain America. Oh, um, interesting. So you'll see... She's that's like, like a different universe thing? No, that's in Marvel 6... Regular Marvel oh, 616. okay. But 
you'll see she's like a younger girl. She's wearing a denim jacket that has a white star on the back that kind of alludes to her being the new Captain America or kind of her own version of a Captain yeah. America because we're going to have Falcon as new Captain America. I'm I'm a little nervous, though, because like, I know that this movie had a couple different rewrites, had a couple different directors. Yeah. So, But I think... I a have, lot of I, reshoots. Yeah, so you know, expectations aren't super high, but I hope they do a good job with it. There's a reason that they made all these changes because they want to do right by the the sequel. You know, make it a solid sequel. And it's like, ooh, like are they going to keep things under wraps? Are there going to be some cool different versions of Ian? That's why I'm I'm wondering if this trailer was a lot of teasing and misdirection um, with having the what if version of Doctor Strange, that dark version. You get a kind of a Shumagorath type monster coming through. I'm wondering if there's, I can see that. if there's a lot of things that are going to work together and they've done a pretty good job, at least in Disney's Marvel of not revealing everything in trailers. Yeah. And I think they've learned from Sony where Sony was releasing trailers for Spider-Man movies that had, I think the last Amazing Spider-Man 2 had 43 minutes of actual footage so in trailers. the trailers because there's so much. And at that point, you're like, well, I've seen the whole movie. Yeah, pretty much. I know what happens. And they know how to kind of either tease things or put stuff in there that you're like, oh, this isn't even in the movie. Yeah. And no one's watching the trailer and then being like, oh, that wasn't even in there. It's a trailer to get you excited. It doesn't need to be the whole movie. And, and that's I, why even these, like I always try to see a movie right when it comes out if I'm really interested because a lot of movies give away too much in the trailers. Oh, you know? absolutely. So I'm very happy though. I would put this new Spider-Man as probably one of my top three favorite MCU movies. Really? Uh, without a doubt. I mean. I think I'd put it maybe top five, but for me it was just, it was a little overwhelming at times. Okay, yeah. there's so many characters and so much going on. But I still really enjoyed it, and it was definitely you know an exciting Marvel premiere. Absolutely, I mean, I would top five might be even more accurate because there are ones that Iron Man one is just unbeatable to it's me great. because it is the very first chapter. Avengers one is insane because it's something that's never happened before. Of, yeah, hey, let's just have all the movies connect into one movie. You're like. What is happening? Wait, you can do that? <laughs> yeah, it's stuff that people... And now it's something that every studio tries to do, and no one has successfully done it. No. You know, you've had Universal try to do their the horror movies and do the monster movies. Oh, is that still a thing? Yeah. I think they're still trying for it, honestly. And oh, it's God. like, what are you guys doing? Everyone wants to be that. And it's... I mean, the Flash is... The new Flash movie is a great example because they're trying to bring in... Michael Keaton's Batman's in it. Uh, they're oh, trying to bring right. in, you know, Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. They're trying to bring in all these characters, and you're like, this, just reading it is, you can tell it's overblown. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out, though. Oh, but one thing we forgot, though, is Matt Murdock, Daredevil, showing up in again. That yeah. was awesome. So getting another Netflix character coming back An into actor, the universe. Yeah. And yeah, Charlie Cox does, is a, an amazing. Matt Murdock and Daredevil, I think. Yeah, I wonder if maybe, hopefully we see him in the new Doctor Strange, because we need some Daredevil. You know? So I know what he's slated for next is he's definitely going to be in the new She-Hulk show. Okay. Oh, um, sick. And then he's also confirmed. because oh, she's a lawyer too, right? She's a lawyer as well. That's supposed to be kind of like a legal procedural type thing, that which I think is going to be nice. It'll be kind of a switch up. I think it's going to be a little bit more lighthearted. Which I'm totally cool with because some of these shows, some of the Netflix shows, or not Netflix, Disney Plus shows, have been a little bit heavier. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier doesn't have a ton of reprieve from like all the drama and all the seriousness. Same with WandaVision. That damn boat in New yeah. Orleans. <laughs> you're, you're a hero that can't fix a boat. <laughs> and you really only need like five grand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I think it'll be... Probably one of the light, more lighthearted shows in the whole Disney Plus realm, but we're also going to get him back in the Echo show. Okay, when does when She Hulk come out? She Hulk might be one of the next two or three shows coming out. Okay, 
I know it's done filming and everything, but I think I'd say maybe summer of next year, if I had to guess. Okay. Summer or fall of next year is what I'm thinking. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited that we got Charlie Cox back. We have Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin. The next one I'm really hoping we can get is it'd be amazing if we could get Jessica Jones back. Yeah, because she's a fan favorite. Kristen yeah. Ritter did an amazing job. The only question I have about it or why it wouldn't make sense is because she's a little bit more... It's a darker show. Yeah. And the Alias comics were always a lot darker. It was under the Marvel Max series, which were like the M for mature <laughs> type of comics. And then... John Bernthal's The Punisher coming back would be amazing as well. I could see it. I don't see why not, you know, at this point. The only Because those shows have run their course on Netflix. They're like. all done on Netflix. They were received really well on Netflix, too. And everyone's always really loved them. But, again, both of those characters are super dark. And John Bernthal's even come out and said, if they try to, if they try to put safety guards on it and make it a lighter show, he's not coming back. No, because that's not the character at all. Which I totally understand, because, yeah, Punisher's not supposed to be working well with people. He's a solo vigilante person. Right. He's definitely... He is true anti-hero type of guy. Um, and I'm totally okay to lose Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Yeah. Luke Cage ran its course. The, first, the two seasons were fine, but it's just nothing... I heard the second season was, like, unwatchable. The second season's okay. It's Iron Fist is where it is just brutal from start to stop. Yeah. The first season, they trained everyone on the fight choreography in like 45 minutes. And it's, well, it's very visible. It shows. Yeah, you can tell that you're like, no one here has hit anyone (laughs) in any of these fight scenes. Well, we got into our two big uh, Marvel uh, media premieres. Uh, I read some books, though. I was I'm, both of which you gave to me. Hey, I, I love to hear it. that. What uh, uh, the first what do one we is got? the Death of Superman saga. Oh, absolutely. So I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't know how other people feel about this storyline uh, who have read it, but it is very underwhelming. Superman literally fights Doomsday for seven fucking issues and then just like dies at the end. Like, and it's very, you know, especially like the, the death of Superman book, the last of that run was they've even come out and say like, it was just a cash grab. They really just wanted to sell a ton of issues. Hey, he's dead. So make sure you buy the book because he's not coming back. A hundred percent. Oh wait, he's coming back. I think this was also the same time that Marvel was really cashing out on Jim Lee coming to do the revamp version of X-Men one that sold a, fuck ton of copies they had to keep up and this was a year later i think a year later where dc was actually feeling some pressure from marvel for the longest time dc kind of in my mind was like marvel's the little brother that's like those are good books bud yeah those are really good you guys are certainly trying and then jim lee came and crushed yeah, like they were very like on their like ivory tower. Like, well, we have Spider or we have Superman and we Batman. have Superman and Batman, which are the two superheroes, especially at the time that people were like, "Oh yeah, these are the superheroes that exist." Yeah, Jim Lee comes and crushes everything with that X Men one, and they were like, "Fuck, we got to do something." Yeah. So the word the the most annoying part about the storyline, the way they uh, line it up, it's it goes over four different titles. So it starts with Superman, Man of Steel, number 18. Then it goes to Justice League of America, 69. Then it goes to Superman, which I believe is volume two. Okay. uh, Number 74. Then it's The Adventures of Superman, 497. Then it's Superman in Action Comics, 684. Then Superman, Man of Steel, 19. And then Superman, volume two, 75. It's like... Which is so dumb. Oh, my God. You have to, like, keep getting... Like, what, what if you don't read, you know... Like, are Superman fans really reading all three of his titles that were out at this time? And it's also, why are there this many Superman titles? It's insane. And why are there this many Superman titles that are all in canon with itself? (laughs) Right. That I understand Spider-Man usually has... Marvel does the same thing, yeah. But a lot of times with theirs, it's, okay, we'll have the main 616 version. Here's some other random offshoot ones that if you're not 
mad tied into the 616 universe. Here's some side stories that you can just pick this comic up and read him fighting the lizard or him fighting someone that is just a one shot that you're like, oh, this is great. All those are canon and connect to each other. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to buy all this shit. No. And it's just a fight. It felt it's literally just a fight, and then like the Justice a, League jumps in at one point. Guy Guy Gardner gets his ass beat. Like, oh yeah, and then like other than that, like nothing really that crazy happens except at the very end when Superman dies. It and then comes back. It feels like watching Dragon Ball Z, where a fight scene is four episodes long, and it's just guys punching each other into mountains. Yeah, the whole time. That, that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, and it's so funny because. It is such a critically panned run of Superman because to true fans, I feel like. Because right. like you said, nothing's really happening. It's pulling the taffy till it literally breaks. And the only people who get super jazzed about it are people who are kind of entry level or read it as a kid, thought it was great, and don't really care from there. Yeah, they were. And then they bought the fancy, you know, the, metallic sleeve exactly. and all that. Yeah. And it had all the variant covers. It was ones that, oh, this is, it was X-Men 1. They it, were even in the offices in D.C. Like, I saw interviews. I can't remember who it was. They're like, yo, we're not really going to kill him, are we? Like, we're gonna be, he's like, oh, yeah, no, dude, he's coming back for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, they knew what they were doing. And it's so funny that that's also something they turned into one of the movies. Yeah. Because it is such a... It's like, hey, what's the shittiest storyline we've done with this? And they're like, that'll be a good movie. Yeah, but I I liked Batman vs. Superman. A lot of people didn't. And it was cool, too, because it kind of had that... um, They put a little elements from like the Dark Knight uh, Returns in there. Was that Batman vs. Superman where he... Oh, he is that the Doomsday one where he does? Okay. I kind of forgot which... I have seen Batman vs. Superman one time, I believe. And then from there, I was like, well... I've completely understood this. This is just the doomsday. I would story. say, like in comparison, it was uh, like to all the other some of the other DC movies. It was fine. It was way better than Justice League. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I, you know, my opinions on the yeah. Zack Snyder. Did you like Man of Steel? Man of Steel was okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of, that was another. Some more people coming back into the Flash movie are Michael Shannon's General Zod. Really. And whoever the was there's a, a female like counterpart to yeah. General Zod. Yeah. They're both coming back because okay. that's absolutely a much needed set of yeah, characters. Yeah, he was a great bad guy. I mean, they're great, but it's his quiet. Why intensity. are we bringing this back into the fl- like the Flash movie is just put every character we've made back into the what movies. else are they going to do at this point? Come on, um, <laughs> freaking DC. But yeah, I thought the first Superman movie with. Um, what's his name? Henry Cavill is good, and yeah. I think Henry Cavill's a good Superman. People hold the torch for him for sure, yeah. But I just don't think I think Zack Snyder just got so everything he did was just so grandiose, and he wanted to do so much because he saw the potential that Marvel, you know, pulled the curtain to be like, look what you can do, and they tried to do all that so quickly that that is a t- that's something that you have to make yeah. six movies before you can do this big group movie. Do you, do you think people just get like thrown out of like DC writing rooms when they're like, well, we could do it like Marvel does. Get out of here. Get out of here. Put my filter over it. <laughs> the Zack Snyder filter where everything's darker. Right. Like I wonder, there's got to be some like, like, well, what if we did it like, uh, you know, like Marvel Studios does? And they're like, like, shut up. We're doing it faster. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think, I would hope Henry Cavill does come back one day to, I would like to see him do a Superman movie that is under a new director. Yeah. That is a more contained story that's not trying to bring in, I think that's why the first Superman. Taika Waititi? <laughs> I think that's why the first Superman though works so well is because it is a little bit more contained and it's not as, it's not constantly first Superman a thunderstorm. The, the Henry Cavill. Oh, um, Man of Steel? Man of Steel. Yeah. And that I, was Snyder, right? I think that was yeah. Zack Snyder, but... It I th- wasn't quite over the top. Yeah, he just hadn't gone fully off the rails, and it, again, it wasn't like... He didn't get to put his Zack Snyder filter on it, where it's like, what if it was raining the whole time? 
They were like, that'd be cool. People like thunderstorms. Right. That's nice. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think DC is just, they're trying to figure out how to get back in the game. Yeah. And movie-wise, I think it's going to be rough. Grasping at straws, as they say. I mean... The other other big uh, book I read was... um, I'm not quite done. I'm five through six out of it. Uh, the Infinity War. How how'd you feel? It's good. So I'm a big Infinity Gauntlet fan. Um, there's actually two books that come before this. Yeah, it's Infinity Gauntlet, and then what's the other? There's a Silver Surfer run. Um, oh wait, okay, no, I think this is just part of the Infinity Gauntlet. But then Infinity Gauntlet Aftermath. Yes. So that's when he creates the Infinity Watch. That's when and Infinity he splits Watch... up the gems among all these other people. Yeah. Uh, and then Infinity that being War, him being Adam Warlock. Yeah, and then so the big baddie in Infinity War is Magnus. Are you familiar with Magnus? Yeah, Magnus storyline? is basically the polar opposite of Adam Warlock. It, it's all, yeah, basically, because when he has the Infinity Gauntlet, he finally gets all the gems. He to be, to be granted like godhood, basically. Then he needed him to strip him of all his like good and bad like inner feelings or whatever. And he was always Adam Warlock is pretty synonymous with the Soul Stone. Yeah, which allows that storyline i feel like to make more sense because you can kind of split your soul from the good part of it the bad part of it yeah and that's where you get the magnus character who even makes thanos from what i've read in there seem like a nobody so thanos this is the classic like they have to team up with the bad guy in this one um so the avengers and all these other um i mean freaking x-men new mutants all these groups of fantastic four they've all Mm -hmm. come together and they're working with Thanos to try to defeat Magnus. And it gets a little crazy and convoluted, especially because, again, like like the new Spider-Man movie, there's so many characters, there's so many moving parts. But that's also what I liked about the new Spider-Man movies. It felt more like a comic book. It kind of is that like overwhelmingness. You I know? totally agree. Yeah. And it's that overwhelmingness that kind of makes you want to keep reading the comics and keep figuring out like, Oh, I liked this. Yeah. This I like this character. They were in it for like six panels. Yeah. And you're like, I hope they come back. You're, you're Are they gonna come back? You're literally following all this stuff. So it's like um all the heroes, you know, the Fantastic Four, X-Men, Avengers, West Coast Avengers, New yeah. Mutants, they're all they've all gathered at the Fantastic Four building. It's not the Baxter building anymore, it's called like Four Plaza or something. Yeah. And they're distress uh discussing all these doppelgangers that are showing up. And uh, then um, it's that it's like Doctor Strange is working with Galactus and then Kang is working with Doctor Doom and everyone's trying to like double cross each other. It gets pretty wild. That's I do like that, though, because there is so much going on and it is such a big event. You got to pay attention that you one, you have to pay attention. And two, if this was a real thing and all these people existed, there would be people that all right, we're going to team up. We're going to be together it's kind of World War style where yeah. people are like, okay, we're all going to be in this. And then two random people or two random countries are like, we're working together. Fuck you guys. Right. And it's like, that is Kang Dr. Doom. Or yeah. that is. And of course, su- surprise, surprise, uh, they, there's a double cross. I think yeah. Dr. Doom double crosses Kang or vice versa. And yeah, that's, but that's the nice thing is there's so much going on that it keeps, you keep reading because even though you know something's going to happen, you're not sure. Who's going to fuck over who? Who's going to, you know, figure out what's happened? What is going to end? Yeah. And like, and this series just keeps going and going and going. Cause like after Infinity War, there's Infinity War Aftermath. And then there's the Infinity Watch and then the Infinity Abyss and then all these Thanos uh, spinoffs. It gets pretty crazy, but uh, beautiful splash pages in these books. Man. Oh, they're really so, badass. They're so good. Um, it's pretty awesome just to, you know, see all those characters together on the same page, especially like they have, they made these like, um, fold outable covers like in the original single yeah. issues uh the double cover is pretty sick do you uh, very fun very fun book i enjoy reading it do you feel like the way after being like reading infinity wars being familiar with all the um like, we call it like the jim starlin universe yeah, yeah the jim starlin universe of all that do you feel that the way they handled avengers endgame and avengers infinity war do you think that the way they capped all that yeah. was a good of how they did everything? Yeah, they, they cherry-picked the right things. Okay. And yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job of that. And it's fun just seeing, like, oh, that's from this. Like, So even the first panel of uh, Infinity War issue one is the Thanos the, Scarecrow. Yeah. Which is an endgame. Like, it's awesome. That's what I was going to say. I felt like there's so much to that whole storyline. And like you said, it goes forever. It doesn't end. And it's like... Hence the Infinity. Yeah. But... <laughs> Being able to 
cherry pick that and not try and overload those movies that are already huge movies. It's like, all right, we're done with the stones now. The stones are just gone. Yeah. And I like that, though, that they could have created an Infinity Watch and they could have kept pulling that. There's more stories to be told, though. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, we're. St- I think we're going to get Adam Warlock. We just got... We are, yeah. We, uh, Will Poulter. Yeah. and Oh, yeah, I forgot. Will Poulter. Is we, he going to be in this new Doctor Strange? It. I think uh, we're He's gonna, not going to be until Galaxy, right? I think he's not going to be until Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That's but right. we did get um, spoilers for Eternals. At the end of Eternals, you do get Pip the Troll. Oh, okay. Uh, who's in the Infinity Watch for those who's that in don't the, know? In the Infinity Watch, uh, is Mantis in Infinity Watch? No, Moon Dragon, Moon Dragon, uh, which Gamora, is, Drax, yeah, and Pip. So and you, Adam Warlock. You get all these characters that are a part of that, but it's like, okay, we've done the stones. We spent a fuck ton of time talking about these stones. Let's move on. Have you, you haven't seen uh, Eternals, have you? Eternals is the only Marvel movie I haven't seen yet. It'll I'm, be on Disney Plus soon. It's on Disney Plus within the next week or two. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so is Pip the Troll in it, or is it like more like a mid-credit scene? It is a mid-credit scene where, from my understanding, and at, spoilers if you haven't, at some point, Eternals split off. Uh, some stay on Earth. Some are going to the home world or home base for the Celestials or trying to get to the home base of the Celestials while they're on this spaceship. uh, Pip the troll whose big power is to teleport people and transport people to wherever they want to be, who in the movie is played by Patton Oswalt. No way. Yeah, but from my understanding, it's a weird CGI thing. Like an Andy Serkis kind of thing? Yeah, but it's... I think... Patton Oswald is already a great version of Pip the Troll that use his <laughs> yeah. face, use like his body and everything that it works really well. You know he was dying to be a part of this MCU yeah. too. And it's like, oh, I have to be a troll? Eh, whatever. Whatever gets me in there. Because um, he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as oh, triplets or something. you know, he's a huge comic book guy. Oh, absolutely. Huge, huge comic book guy. So he does play Pip the Troll and he snaps um, himself and Harry Styles' Star Fox a.k.a. Thanos' brother, onto the ship. Harry Styles is in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Harry Styles is in Eternals. From One Direction. From One Direction. No way. And he's playing Thanos' brother. I forget his like weird you know, alien name, but in the comics he goes by Star Fox. Interesting. And he is a notorious just perv in the comics. Oh, his wow. power is basically to... Ha- let anyone fall in love with him. I can't remember if he's in Infinity Gauntlet. I feel like he might he be. He might be for a small part, yeah. but yeah, those two pop on the ship and are like, hey, we'll take you to wherever you want to go and we'll get you to the Celestials. So we are getting a lot of those characters, but I'm glad that we're uh, done with the stones. Are we going to see another Norrin Rad, new Silver Surfer? Is there any talk about that? I think he's such a big part of that Infinity I'm, series. I'm wondering if... We have Kang coming, and I think Kang's going to be our new Thanos, our new big bad. For sure. Um, so I don't know where Galactus is going to fall, and I don't imagine we get Silver Surfer until we get Galactus. We've already seen the Watcher, who's yeah. you know on the What If. So. so we've had a little bit of Watcher stuff, but it's, again, I'm not sure where the Watchers are going to play into full-on MCU, if that makes sense, because we had the mid credit scene of Stan Lee talking to the Watchers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we that's ha- right. Yeah. We had them in What If, and that was a bigger role, obviously, but I don't know where that's going to play in and when we're going to get... I can't imagine they do Kang the Conqueror and Galactus in a same saga. That's a good call. I, I'm a, I agree with you Because there it sure. would just be so much. I can imagine that if we did, it would be Galactus coming at the very end because they have fucked with time so much that Galactus is like, we're done with this planet. How about I just eat everyone and destroy your world? Real quick before we wrap up, speaking about all the stuff and Kang, who we first saw in Loki, when's Loki coming back? Do we have any idea of that? Maybe the new Thor movie? We do. We have a new Thor movie coming, which is Thor Love and Thunder. I don't think we're going to... I think this might be the first Thor movie 
sans the Loki. Oh, yeah, because in that universe, he's dead. In that universe, he's dead. We are going to be getting a Loki season two, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, forgot. I think we'll have that. This will be our first um, yeah, Thor movie without Loki because we're going to get Kira Knightley or Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah, she's coming back. Natalie yeah. Portman's coming back. I know you always confuse those I know, two. the synonymous with each other. Um, Natalie Portman coming back as Jane Foster, and she's going to finally get cancer, probably become Thor. She'll We'll have her version Lady of Thor, Thor yeah. Lady Thor, and then we also have Christian Bale in that movie as uh, Gore the God Butcher. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, oh, that'd be sweet. I think there's already a lot of people in it. To add Loki would be unnecessary, and they've already branched him off to being his own character. That he doesn't. We don't need to have a Thor movie to get more Loki. We're getting a season two. He's got his own show. He's developed into his own thing. That you're like, yeah, dude. I could just watch just Tom Hiddleston, yeah, on his own. And people love Tom Hiddleston. Like he is. He does a great scene as a flashback or something. Yeah, I think we might see flashbacks or at least a mention of them. That I totally believe. But otherwise, I think it's going to be more of, you know, him just being on his own. Like, I don't think we're going to have him and Thor interacting for a long time, at least until they're actually fighting Kang. I think you're 100% right. Um, well, shit, man. Anything else you want to plug or you talk about um, before we get out of here? Nothing really. Like I said, if you haven't seen Hawkeye, Spider-Man, and you did get this far, you should definitely go see yeah. him. And uh, we didn't even ruin too, too much. We didn't mention the one big death in the movie. That's true. So we'll, we'll leave that to you guys if you haven't seen yet. But no, I think even if you, even listening to us talk about it, both of those things still hold up. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm going to go see Spider-Man again, I'm sure. Yeah. I think it's it's an amazing movie to see in theaters. It is on that Avengers Endgame level of a grandiose scale. For sure. That to see it on a big screen makes it even that much better. And Yeah, I, I also want you know, you, never, you always miss stuff the first time around, too. So. 100%. And I think with Hawkeye, it will forever now be a show I watch during the holiday season because it does it's a short hit it's only six episodes and most of them are clocking at like 43 minutes oh yeah the first couple are only like a half hour yeah they're pretty short they again i like that with the disney plus shows they're they kind of ramp up that they start short and then by the end the last episode was an hour and 10 minutes maybe Grant, was it that long it was like an hour and 10 granted the with the credits. end credit scenes an and everything. Yeah, it's about 10 minutes of that or 20 minutes of that, I think. And then the, the musical. The musical number. But yeah, definitely go watch all those. Uh, go follow us on Instagram at Threads and Dreads Pod. Hit us up on Patreon. We have a new Patreon. It's, it's ready to go. I just got to upload it. I'll do that after you leave. So we're going to get all that stuff. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Threads and Dreads. Go eat at Sense Pizza. And yeah, that's all I got. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, we well this will be out after Christmas, but you guys have a wonderful New Year from everyone here at Comics Corner and T and D Productions. We love you guys. Much love. Peace.